0: How do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. My eyes don't look like that. Try to calm down, Polly Beth. Who's so got my eyes? Where are my eyes? I'm coming for you, Rachel. And this time, I'll catch you. <laughs> Hi, Cammy you i am fantastic how are you i'm pretty good considering all all things considered i'm pretty good um how are how are you i'm 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 good um i'm not (laughs)
1: loving the fact that there's snow on the ground again
0: uh i knew it see i knew it you know (laughs) the uh last i think it was last week um i did one of those like question boxes on my instagram Uh story yep (laughs) <laughs> and I and somebody somebody who happens to be our um, beermeister meister uh-huh. for this show asked, is it really spring or do you think that this is just, you know, a facade? And I was like, I'm cautiously optimistic. I have a feeling it's going <laughs> to snow again. Oh, here it is. Here it is. I knew it. Oh, it always does. <laughs> I, I knew mean, it. But it's like it's so we're recording this. It's, you
1: know, the middle of March. So, I mean, that's fair. Um, I think yeah. I remember a few spring breaks when we were leaving for somewhere warm, and there was snow here. Yeah, we live in the Midwest. We it always is. get
0: snow in March, but like we don't get snow on Christmas, like ever. And like I the only time I, I, don't I ever get want
1: it. snow is like my birthday, which is the seventh of December, Christmas Eve,
0: Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve. That's it. All, that's all it. December. That's all I want. <laughs> it can fuck off after January second, as far as I'm oh, concerned. Oh, totally. Yeah. Ugh. Um.
1: Yeah, so I'm super excited because we are, again, going to be doing – we're sticking with the Universal Monsters theme for a little bit, which is I'm super excited about. I love it. Yeah. But before we jump into that, I think I need you to tell me what we're drinking. We need to crack these open, and I'm going to pull out my harpsichord. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay cool um let's open it um okay i let's let's open it and then i'm gonna i'm gonna t- take everybody on a on a little journey story-wise Beautious. okay I'm ready set so oh. oh no
1: oh i didn't think this through
0: this smells really good oh no there it is today we are drinking uh a florida seltzer brand blackberry agave hard seltzer Holy shit, that's good. It's very good. That's really good. Okay. Kaylee, get ready to freak out. Well, I I'm ready. laugh. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, our dear, dear friend, John, who has provided us with all the drinks uh, that we've been drinking over the past, you know, season. You know. You've heard. You've seen. You know. Um, he sent me... As he does, a little blurb about about the drink. Um, mm-hmm. uh, here we go. Are you ready? He says, mm-hmm. "Okay, so the blackberry agave seltzer is my way of easing the guilt from the ashtray tequila drink Labemy's made for Kaylee." <laughs> 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 uh, fun fact <laughs> um, was it was it your birthday? It was my birthday. Or was it, was it his night- birthday? No, it
1: was my birthday. It was the night we met John because I was like, oh, just he's like, what can I get you? said, anything with tequila. And then
0: that's what they I don't made. Think, I don't think that was the night we met him. Are you sure? I think that oh. was more recent. I want to I, I, – like, because I'm, I'm remembering clearly we were sitting at a table that was, like, directly across from the bar. Like, <laughs> there's oh. that little half wall where you can, like, see the bar, you know, but then there's tables. That had to be the second time. My bad. I'm, I'm thinking it was either your second birthday, Kay- Kaylee's Ooh. second birthday, um, or his birthday. But I don't think okay. it was – I think maybe it was his birthday because we ended up – me and Kyle ended up driving him home that night. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. I yeah. think it was – I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, <laughs> all, I, all we know, all we know is that John – bought kaylee a drink it had to have been your birthday he was buying you a drink yeah i think it was my he birthday buy you a drink on his own birthday because he's nice <laughs> he is because nice. he's a very sweet boy but um <laughs> what was it made out of i think it was
1: mezcal but it was like not a good mezcal and yeah which but it was it was really i mean it really was it was it was like because like i like a good mez mezcal it's a little smoky but this was literally like you said literally ashtray <laughs>
0: And oh, Because yeah. it tasted and like because a I'm a
1: nice and because I'm a nice person, I drink it anyways. Yeah,
0: like it was definitely an acquired taste. Um, yeah, I feel like there it, are oh, people who do enjoy that drink that whatever he they gave made me. You. Yeah, but um, I digress. So, <laughs> right,
1: so ba- the, back to the story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, the brewery is Untitled Art. Uh, it's their Florida seltzer. It's their black blackberry agave hard. Seltzer. So, he says, like I said, the blackberry agave seltzer is my way of easing the guilt from the ashtray tequila drink Vlabemis made, Kaylee. Uh, because agave, obviously. Mm, of course. Untitled Art is based out of Wisconsin. They're mostly known for over-the-top flavored beers, but I've found their seltzers to be much more authentically fruit-forward than most. Um, and he's not lying. I this concur. This is um, a lot sweeter than a normal seltzer, like a mm-hmm. like a white claw or a truly, I feel like this has a little more sugar in it. Um, it kind of—it only has five grams though. Yeah, it's it's, but it does taste sweeter though, right? It does. Oh, absolutely. Um, I this this reminds me, um, like sweetness wise, <laughs> you know the, <laughs> you know the like lingonberry juice that they have in the IKEA cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, yeah. it's it's like it's like that, but carbonated. Yes. Um, that amount of sweetness. So it's not yes. like super sweet, but oh, no. it is. It doesn't taste watered down. No, which is but, refreshing. Yeah, but it but it is refreshing. That's the thing. It's it's uh, this is yummy, and I the packaging is stupid cute. I'm gonna so take a cute. Of it. Um, um,
1: also yeah. the town that this is brewed in. I just ordered a necklace. That's the it's got. It's it's one of the big initial ones, so it's a K, and it's uh-huh. silver, and it's and it came from Etsy from that town. So wow. whoever the shop owner is, it's from that town.
0: How's that pr- Wanakee, Wisconsin.
1: Wanakee, I like it. Just run with it. Wanakee.
0: I hope that's oh, how
1: you pronounce
0: it. Wanake?
1: That reminds me, really quick. Um, <laughs> like I have, have a correction i have a correction from last episode ah go ahead (laughs) so as i was editing the last episode i we got to the end of the episode and we were talking about our drink and i said it was 1.4 percent um it is definitely not 1.4 percent i definitely meant 4.1 yeah (laughs) because if it was if if it was a 1.4 and me and cammy were that out of it we're in trouble (laughs) <laughs> but I did just want to Oof. correct it really quick. That is, in fact, a four point one beer, not one point four. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> this one uh, is what is this one's percent? I don't know. It's got six carbs. I know. It's That's all great. I see. Five oh, percent. I found all... it. Five. Neat. Five. Yep. Which
1: is this more is, than our beer. Is,
0: yeah. Super refreshing. Um, this is like, like a. This is a boat drink i was just about to say that or like Weird. or
1: like or when you're um like if you go tubing like in a river like like i did that over the summer where you just like tubed, like it was just like little inner tubes and you go down the river dude for, i like, want a few to miles. do that so bad it's, oh, I, let's do it it's so good but that's definitely okay. what this is it's, it feels like a summer like you're like just tubing like lazy river but like in like an actual river <sighs> or like on a boat oh yeah this is definitely um as i was complaining about the snow at least this makes me feel like i'm in warmer weather it feels like summer, yeah. It does. Because, wow. I mean, it, it could feel like Florida. I'll say it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Florida, I've forgiven you for who lives there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Not sorry. So. I
0: am i don't have a great segue for today. I usually have them. Um, thank you, John. Yes, uh, John. This thank is you, Chauncey, for um, um, just – all of this in general. I don't yes. think I don't think we've had a drink so far this season that I haven't liked. I would agree. Um yeah, and I don't think I don't think there was anything where I was like, uh and John, uh, you've done such a
1: great job. You've given us a whole variety of things. Like literally things yeah. like, we had hard kombucha, we had
0: wine, we had a beer, we've had seltzers. Yeah, that smoothie that we're going to talk about, about in the next yeah. episode that unfortunately That's a whole story. You got to like floor. You listen to the next yeah, one. You got to listen to the next one. Yeah, we'll talk about that next <laughs> week.
1: Uh. You yeah, know, there's been a lot of yeah. really great stuff. So again, we're going to, I guess we'll take a second and, and claps for John. Like, thank you.
0: Snaps for John.
1: I'll put in clapping here. <laughs> You're the best. We appreciate you. And you are totally off the hook from my campfire tequila.
0: <laughs> the campfire drink. <laughs> Yum. It tasted like summer, I'll give it that. <laughs> In
1: like the ways you wouldn't want it
0: to. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's fine. It's but fine.
1: Today we are going to be discussing the creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: <gasps> I'm so excited. And I know. I, I'm I'm mostly excited for the second half of this I know, episode. I but, know, I um, know. But yeah.
1: Sorry, I had to take another um, so. sip of that fantastic drink. <laughs>
0: it's good, right? It's like, so I just want to sit here <laughs> and, and drink it. Um, Brings you back to your patio. But, oh, well, What? Next month we'll have a new patio. What? We'll have a new patio oh, to yeah, hang out true. on. That's true. Woo! So exciting. Yes. It's, I have, okay. Anyway. Anyway, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, of course, directed by Jack Arnold, came out in 1954, um, the last of the big Universal monster movies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, until they remade The Mummy uh, with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> I know there were some in between, but I just, I'm I, just... I, 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 I appreciate it. You're good. You're good. God, I love that movie. Uh-huh. The Mummy. The Mummy's fantastic. Um, I like The
1: Ride at <sighs> Universal.
0: Oh, my God. It's so scary, though. Ooh. It is, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. It is good. <laughs> it is good. Um, uh, it, what, what to say about this movie? I mean, if you haven't seen The Creature from the Black Lagoon, um, no offense, but you should watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What the heck? It's It's been a long time. You should probably sit down and watch it. And, like, I, I mean, of course, there are always going to be people who don't just don't really care for um, older movies who don't really care for old horror movies because I feel I feel like a lot of time they're really like hit or miss. Um, especially like, I feel like this movie came out and it almost sparked the whole like nuclear horror genre like mm-hmm. of the like late 50s and 60s where it's like, it came from outer space. It's yeah. a you know, a nuclear monster. It's, you know, every everything's like really big bugs. Really, <laughs> really big, big bugs. creatures. Yeah, and that that, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um and the the rest of those movies tend to have kind of the same premise as this movie except for it's not quite as romantic. Right. Yeah.
1: I do you have to say, though, like, out of, like, all of your, like, classics, like, visually, like, monster-wise, like, mm-hmm. I think the creature is my favorite.
0: Oh, yeah. it's uh, He's, you know, the most iconic movie monster besides maybe, like, Frankenstein. Right. You know? Everybody mm-hmm. knows who the creature from the Black Lagoon is. Um there was an entire children's book series the the you know the teacher from the black Lagoon, the bus oh. driver from the Black Lagoon. do you remember you, those? okay,
1: yeah, you just pulled back a memory I didn't even know I had <laughs> yeah whoa, I um, just got like full body chills <laughs>
0: like, i just had I just had a moment Damn. yeah, whoa where like all of the people who work at the school are are monsters um in these kids' heads so so yeah i um for what it is, this movie is really good. Um, for what it is, as a movie that came out in 1954, um, it's it's pretty good. Is it good for women?
1: Um, uh, okay, but eh. I guess for arguments, I mean, not not for argument's sake. I guess for playing like doubles advocate here, because I'm not really gonna be like, yeah. this is how I feel. I just that's um, the point of the show. Go ahead. I know. I know. Like <laughs> it's just kind of. But I'm not it's like fine. I'm not like I'm not being like it's okay. Like that's not what I'm saying. And what I'm saying yeah. is. Um, a lot of these like it's kind of that basic um like framework for these kind of movies is like, okay, there's a monster and the only thing that's gonna kind of tame them or make them realize that they're live human elements is like, Oh, there's a woman and they want the lady. Yeah, like King like, Kong. Right. King Kong's a great yes. example. But I mean, you know, I mean the whole premise with, you know, Bride of Frankenstein is that he wants a lady.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um
1: dracula you've got all i mean if you feel like a van helsing all women's like okay it's like a harem of women <laughs> yeah you, you know what i'm saying like i mean i feel like a lot oh, yeah. of these movies like it's just the basic framework is that it like has to do with like the woman it's a damsel in distress bit the monster yeah. and then some handsome man comes and saves her
0: exactly and that's exactly what this movie is um Instead of the monster, like, getting the girl at the end, a la Beauty and the Beast, which is, of course, what this movie is based on, mm-hmm. loosely, um, <laughs> they try to kill him at the end, and he just, like, goes away. And, like, that's the end of the movie. He, he the, I love how abruptly so many movies from, like, pre-1960 just end. Um <laughs> You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. have you ever <laughs> you, have you ever been watching a movie? Um, doesn't matter like if it's a horror movie, whatever. If it was made like in the like 40s or 50s, it's an hour and 15 minutes long and it ends very suddenly. Oh, yeah. you're just like, wait, wait a minute. No. Oh, okay, I guess that's the end. And there's no credits. So it's just like the end. A universal picture. <laughs> Done. And then, then you know? oh yes, um, I want to do
1: a really quick callback, really quick. So the author of because these books, I had to go and dive into it because <laughs> you... oh, <laughs> they're, they're they're by Mike. Um, I'm gonna it's, it looks like Thaler. Uh huh. Literally, when I just so I, I'm on Amazon right now. It's got St. Patrick's Day from the Black Lagoon, the hundredth day of school from the Black Lagoon, the class trip, <laughs> the science fair, April Fool's Day, Thanksgiving, the talent show, the snow yeah. day they have so many this is but i you really pulling up these just really brought me right back into it holy smokes
0: (laughs) we used to read those all the
1: time in elementary school yes
0: um but the teacher from Black blackwood is like
1: the iconic one and then the librarian i remember that one looking at these covers these are like the ones and then the bus driver
0: that was the other one and they thought that like the teacher like lived in a coffin yep at night like teachers don't have homes they just sleep in a coffin. They just stay at, at school. night. It's cute. so home. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I just had
1: I to, it. and it's so on a- on Amazon. If you want to mm-hmm. get them on Kindle, it's they're two dollars. If you want the paperback, it's four.
0: Aww. <laughs> but I just I, Thanks, I'm Katie. I'm, so, I'm so
1: glad you brought it up though.
0: Like I said, he really pulled the memory I wasn't prepared for. It's <laughs> so cute. Um. Yeah. So the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, um. I mean. Uh, for all intents and purposes the i mean this this movie is, you know beat by beat, a good, solid universal monster movie. It's oh, a good hands old down. monster movie um and I feel like um th- there have been a lot of uh creature effects, just creatures that people have made that have sort of been an homage to what the creature in in this movie look like It looks like what the you know, the gill Man looks like. oh yeah um we'll talk about that in our next episode more. But yeah. oh, if you guys um, haven't gathered, this is a two parter. <laughs> this is a two parter. We decided um, on that kind of last minute, like a few days ago. Yeah, I was no, like, we, you we know we kind of what, what if we, we had
1: an we epiphany and we just ran with it. So, yeah, so you're gonna get, but it's not, we're not gonna be talking about this film and the next one, but we are gonna be kind of continuing our conversation in the next episode. Yes, we, but I do have to say, really quick, with um, so the character of Kay. Uh Which really threw me off. So like that's what some people call me. So I'm like, what? Oh, not me. (laughs) I was home alone when I was watching it. So I was like, wait a minute. But like she, I want to just highlight that there are some moments where she is pretty independent. Like it's not like she's like, let me just follow this man. Like, no. Like when she's swimming in the water, just her.
0: Mm -hmm. And then they're like, Kay, what are you doing? And she's like, just swimming, whatever. Just you know, looking like- sexy. I mean, her the swimsuit, the white swimsuit, iconic. Um, oh yeah. Who who was it? Rosemary Odell um, did all the uh, wardrobe personally for Julie Adams in this movie, and it, it is beautiful. Every single outfit that they have her in, um, uh, it, she's just always so picturesque, and her yes. hair is perfect, and her makeup is perfect. You know what? We're going to talk some shit about Bud Westmore in the next segment of yeah. this episode. But I will say I'm 99.9% positive that Bud Westmore was the personal makeup artist for Julie Adams on this movie. And it is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. No, I it's um, – she looks amazing in every single frame of this movie. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, you have to sort of backtrack and go, like, she shouldn't look perfect right in this you know <laughs> amazon jungle um like going down the amazon river it's stuffy it's humid um Ugh. this is rainforest like the fact that she looks perfect her- 100% not- of this movie where was the frizz because i know where humidity was it? <laughs> where yeah. was the frizz dang it um <laughs> and I-, I feel like a lot of what she wore in this movie was also just sort of, um, why, like unrealistic for the weather She's wearing a sweater. I'm like, she's why are literally are wearing, wearing a sweater. Pants. Why? stop it. Okay. You I know? mean, like
1: the scenes where they're inside. Okay. Maybe it's chilly inside, but like literally sure. in one scene, she's wearing a sweater on the boat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how the climate is at night. Um, on the amazon river but uh <laughs> <Amazon> river <laughs> i just i uh, you gotta
1: go do the I jungle cruise again at disney yes
0: <laughs> the jungle i'm so happy they're making a movie i know it'll be I, i'm excited for that i think it'll be great that's like the one ride that really like like you could make a movie out of it it's it's a jungle river well adventure.
1: and then and there's also not like a mythos to it exactly so like I mean like Haunted Mansion like for ex- just really quick side tangent with Haunted yeah. Mansion huh, this ties into our second half I'm not <laughs> I'm not too far <laughs> off base here but with Haunted Mansion like they did the movie with Eddie Murphy and they left a lot of the mythos out of the they what did. the ride is and then that's why I think that was more of a flop was because they took out the mythos because they took out the actual mythos that was already built in
0: exactly um, and that movie is not without its perks I think oh we've I talked mean I do enjoy before. it yes. Like, I- <laughs> really <laughs> like that movie um i do too great, and that's but and that's from me
1: being a like diehard um yeah i said horror fan i didn't mean that i mean i do but i meant um haunted mansion fan
0: yeah exactly like I, I like i wonder what the ratio is of like people who love the haunted mansion and people who love like the movie with eddie right. murphy like are you <laughs> are you and i in like the minority i think so <sighs> that's which is a shame oh well <laughs> <laughs> but whatever I,
1: but hey you know it's fun i i don't know i like spooky stuff obviously we wouldn't be here if yeah. we didn't but i re because i mean in our house like I, I know your dad's very similar to my dad in this where universal monsters is like their jam
0: yeah if i, oh, I don't yeah. mean to
1: speak for your dad but
0: Oh, no, you Just... did, and you did it perfectly. It's fine. Like I mean, is... thinking
1: of, of your dad, of what, of what I know, and how I've met your dad, and what he does, yeah. I'm like, okay, I feel like I can say this safely. So, like, these are movies that we, like, grew up on, Uh huh. so I think that we're also rooted in a kind of unique um, position of having a different level of
0: appreciation for it. Definitely. Yeah, and, like, I don't – I mean, if I were to not have grown up with these movies – Um, and, and, and I had seen them, you know, later on, like in my twenties, um, I don't know if I would appreciate them as much. Right.
1: You know, I mean, I, I would agree with that. I think, um, I know. So the outdoor theater out here by, you know, by us, um, Mm -hmm. usually in October, they'll do like a, they'll do Dracula, werewolf and Frankenstein all in one night and they'll do them back to back. And, um. I always convince people to go because I want to go and see it on the big screen. Yeah. But people tend so to fall asleep. Fun. And I'm like, Ooh,
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get it. Like, uh, how do you fall asleep during a movie that is, like, not even out an hour and 20 minutes long? Like, I it's know. it's going to be over soon. As soon as the movie starts, you're like, this is like an episode of Game of Thrones. Right. Just, um, this is the same comparison that happened last ending. week. <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah yeah that was you okay i was yes. like i know i talked no. about game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> with someone and, and i, I compared
1: th- it and i compared it to an episode of the bachelors so. yeah there you go
0: <laughs> boom
1: yes. yeah i mean so because this one's only an hour and 20
0: yeah um <sighs> so i um i'm gonna rate this one right now and yeah i think i think i'm only gonna give it like a two sure um i think like Julie Adams in this movie is iconic. Absolutely. 100%. The swimsuit. She's beautiful. Um, But like she's not. The only reason she's there is so that people have a beautiful woman to look at. Mm. um, So that she can be a damsel in distress and that she can be saved by some dudes. Um, and, And so that she can be a love interest for for the monster Rabe. who doesn't ultimately succeed. Um, and I feel like we get that kind of a lot with, with older movies. I mean, it is a lot with older movies. You know, you've got these gorgeous women who end up being the stars of the movie um, yeah. because of just how beautiful they are, not even necessarily... Yeah. I mean... You know, of course, most of the time they're really really good actors, but um mm-hmm. you know it, it, we're every almost every movie that Marilyn Monroe was in, you know it's, yeah it, it, she, it's noted because she was just gorgeous, oh yeah, and, and these people made her you know gorgeous, they made her a star, they made all these women you know stars mm-hmm. of these movies, but like a lot of the time, there wasn't really a whole lot of depth to their characters um no, I I mean, I would, I, I, ditto. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would rate it the exact same for the same reasons. Um, Obviously on enjoyment, that's a little bit different, but based on yeah. a normal rating scale, I would give it two blood drops out of
0: five. Um. um yeah. That being said, like, it's not like, it's not offensive. This movie no. isn't like, it's just a little like, uh, like uh, I get, I, I give it a little bit of side eye, like, all right. Okay. She looks right. that perfect all the time. Sure. Mm. Whatever. Mm. It's just, it's mostly just unrealistic as opposed yeah. to like blatantly sexist. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That's just the vibe that I get from it. Nope, some people might congr- be more offended. Some people might be less offended. I'm, yeah, I'm not offended by this. Movie. I say I'm not it's necessarily like, offended, but
1: it's just like, all right, yeah. I see you, and then and, and then it's good. awful because it's part of part of me is like eh, the times, <laughs> just
0: terrible. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, you have to look at it like this was, you know, how movies went,
1: right? Like I said, I already mentioned the the like how it's like the bare bones. It's the it's the formula. Yeah. But on that note, I think it's time for us to take a quick break, and then we will hit you right. with our part uh, – well, our first part of our – the second part of our – and you know what I mean. See you in a bit. <laughs> Bye.
0: <laughs> oh, geez.
1: Here we go. What uh, the part you've all been waiting for. Second
0: half. Uh. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the second half of our episode. Um, For this week's episode – I blah, blah blah blah. We for this week's episode, um, we sat down and read uh, Mallory O'Mara's book, *The Lady from the Black Lagoon*, *Hollywood Monsters and it's the Last Legacy I'm I'm of sorry. Millicent I'm... Patrick*. Um, this book. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's so interesting, and it's, it's not. It's a biography. It's a biographical take on um, on Millicent Patrick's life. But at the same time, it's also it chronicles Mallory's Mm -hmm. personal experience researching. Trying to find anything about Millicent Patrick, about, you know, her between, you know, her birth and her death, because really i mean for a long time for a long time nobody really knew that she existed and then it started to come Boom. out that like oh she designed the creature from the black lagoon um but that was the really the only thing that people knew about her and so she absolutely did some seriously incredible work for this book and i um it i mean it was as interesting reading yeah. about her like struggles and successes well, and finding Mallory all this information works, as it was reading about she, Millicent. Like, she's herself. a producer.
1: So, I mean, like, you she know? also, and obviously, she's a writer as well. But also, like, having her own journey, also kind of like both yes. in like diving into Millicent as well as her own journey with her work. It, it was a really cool, like, duality going on as well. Like, that's, I, uh-huh. whew, I, so I half read it on my Kindle and half listened to the audiobook. So, I own the audiobook as well. And Mallory reads it. So um, it's really cool to listen okay. to it with her like reading her own uh-huh. work. It felt like a podcast. It felt like it was just like a really chill like but it was it was phenomenal. Uh-huh. Like uh, anyway, you anyway, you, you take this book because I like think I said I read half of it and then I listened to half of it depending on where I was. But man, <laughs> amazing. And OK, mm-hmm. I have to just say it. But like Millicent Patrick is like I am blown away.
0: It's so just, like, depressing that it took this long for us to, like, fully find out who she was. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's so sad.
1: I mean, it's, I mean, like, it's still so sad, like, when you, like, look at, like, um, like, the IMDb page for Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, it literally, like, has Millicent Patrick in here as... Creature designer with uncredited, which just makes me angry.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. There's like barely anything. Oh yeah. I mean, even like on this um the the IMDb page, like she's there. Well, I mean, thankfully, just a quick but... thing. Even here
1: with the with the um. Okay, it does, but like in one of the like mini bios, it like said she was married twice. But I was like, but she actually was married three times. Like,
0: that's not even yep. the right... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, the amount of work that went into this book is just staggering. And so, I... um, Like, I don't know... I don't know what else to say, but, like, right. bravo. <laughs> that is just... It's unbelievable what she went through to
1: well, just and I, the extent Well, and I, I really am which... glad that she took us on that journey with her like that is you know like it's like it's there's a moment in the book where she kind of just says like if you want to know like you just gotta look like Uh uh-huh you know i i finished that book and felt inspired to go like take on the world and like kick ass and take (laughs) names later kind of a thing i'm like
0: oh yeah it's 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 yeah that sort of thing where it's just like if you if you really want to find something out just dig it's there it might take a while. Well, and the best philosophy to
1: have too, if you're doing that kind of a thing, is the worst thing they can say to you is no. Exactly. Like you're never gonna might know as know well if you try. Don't try. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um. So um. For for this half of the episode, um. We just we wanted to touch on some some of the bigger points in the book. Yeah. So um mini biography of millicent patrick but um there are so many more details than you know in this book than we will go into in this episode of course we didn't want to just regurgitate all the information also it would take like two hours um oh
1: my gosh no it could be a whole
0: like miniseries it could be its own podcast oh absolutely yeah um so millicent patrick was born mildred elizabeth fulvia rossi on November 11th, 1915. Um her mother came I think both of both of her parents if I'm not mistaken were were um either they were from Germany, correct? I believe so. That was if her I mom correctly. her mom's parents immigrated from Germany. Um and she grew up in California. Her dad was um a structural engineer. Um and so uh Millicent grew up on Xanadu, basically from, just from insanity. Citizen Kane. Um, I it is just fucking wild to me that her uh, she grew up at Hearst Castle, which is um oh man. When I she go
1: ahead. No, I'll say when when we talked about this last week, we had like a quick like planning for this one. I had mentioned that like I was super excited when I heard like Hearst Castle uh-huh. because um. Just a side tangent really quick, but Lydia Hurst is um, married to Chris Hardwick, who has his own podcast, which was Nerdist, but yeah. um, n- learning more about Lydia Hearst during one of her interviews, I was like, well, like, so I was already interested in the Hearst family, and then to have this on top of it, I was like, okay, all right, I'm on board. Yeah. Like, That's like the first thing you kind of get introduced to. I'm like, okay, let's go.
0: Yeah, it's just absolutely insane um, so she spent 10 years of her life, um, j- as, as a child growing up into a teenager, um, chilling out at Hearst Castle. Um, it's now called Hearst Castle. Uh, that's, now, <laughs> that's, that's, not that's not what, they what call it was it called it before. But, um, that's what they call it now. Um, and you can go and tour it and it's, it's it's incredible. Um, if you've ever seen, yeah, Citizen Kane, it is Xanadu basically enormous. It's the land, the property is bigger than the property of Disneyland, which is insanity. Um, (laughs) it's crazy. Um, so yeah, um, she, so her, her father worked under, um, famous architect, Julia Morgan. um, who I, and i fe- i feel like Millicent ended up she just had so many strong women in her life constantly um she you know was around julia morgan her throughout her childhood um and then whenever she attended the um Chouinard institute um for you know art purposes um the 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 woman who ran the the Schonard Institute for which it was named um was also it, it was like she went from one inspiring incredible woman to another one oh yeah um and so the fact that she ended up doing what she did is it's not surprising it's actually i mean until her ultimate sort of downfall later on it's really inspiring yeah <laughs> um she worked for uh she she was hired from the institute um to work in the uh paint and ink department at disney mm-hmm. um, and then eventually worked her way up to being an animator um uh, at at for, for disney <laughs> like that, that's just mind blowing to me well and um um so
1: Here's here's where I interject with my my Disney. No, go ahead. Um
0: so when I did the college
1: program, which I know I've mentioned before, I um took a class called Disney Heritage, which was like on property, like through the program, which was like an eight week course and it was like two weeks two weeks, two hours like every time we met. And it was um and I got my master's degree.
0: That was so silly.
1: <laughs> but it's so and it, like the thing is like the master's degree looks more official than like my actual like completion certificate from the program (laughs) that's hilarious but um it goes through like all the different eras of like did like the imagineering and um the art and everything so technically the work that she like did was in that like golden era yeah which is like and it was a total boys club oh 100 percent
0: 100%. She may or may not have been the first female animator at Disney, but that couldn't be confirmed. And so Mallory O'Mara didn't put it in her book. She said that in the yeah, book. Oh, she, she was like, yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny that she was the first female animator at Disney. But I remember um so she was animating in the in the forties because she worked on Fantasia. She worked on the um she worked at, on um on the night on Bald Mountain segment, um in Fantasia, which is arguably like the best one. Especially if you're a horror fan, you know exactly you mm-hmm. know like the whole Chernobog. You know like the the ghosts and the it, it's it is so freaking cool. It's it's like the coolest segment in Fantasia, and I love Fantasia. I love that movie. Um, that my brother had a hat with Chernobog on it. It's so cool. He's so cool. Um, and she she worked on uh Dumbo as well, and if I'm not mistaken, Bambi. Yes, that was the other um, one. Stupid cool. Um, last segment for a reason. Yes. Amazing. Um. So, she suffered from some pretty crazy migraines, and so her job at Disney was really hard on her physically. Um, she also met her husband. Her first husband mm-hmm. um, at Disney, and uh, they ended up leaving the company on the same day. We don't know if it was because they were laid off or if it was because they quit. We don't know because there were a lot of, there was a lot of like weird, like there was like a lot of striking going on um, in that era uh, because they wanted to unionize and Walt Disney was like, no, mm-hmm. don't do that um in a very Jeff Bezos manner he was like mm, no don't do that um <laughs> so yeah she um then you know she fell into working for universal eventually and uh that is where she designed the gillman that's where
1: the rivalry started between the two companies <sighs>
0: <laughs> and that's where it all began <laughs> um and so like this is you know this is the the really famous part you, you've got Bud Westmore who um was the head of the makeup department at the studio at the time who was known for his beauty makeup. The all of the Westmores, the Westmore family was their their entire conglomerate was was built their dynasty was built on beauty makeup. Um I don't remember who it was, maybe it was George Westmore who claims that he invented the false eyelash. Um, like they built the beauty industry as we know it today like without them it would be completely different um and i mean for all intents and purposes they were really 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 good at what they did Mm -hmm. Uh, they still are the westmores i mean of course if you've ever seen face off it's hosted by Mackenzie westmore and um you know her dad mike who is known for you know makeup on so many star trek Shows and fil- and films, if I'm not mistaken. we said um, so many Star Trek, <laughs> so many yeah, Star, Star Trek, Trek everything. Um, so Mike Mackenzie Westmore's dad um, is Bud Westmore's nephew. He is um, he is the son of Monty Westmore, who is is Bud Westmore's brother. Um, but there were, like, six brothers, and they all worked in uh, film initially, and they all belonged to a different studio. Like, having a Westmore was, you know, if you had a Westmore, you were doing really good. You made in the um, shade. You know, they were, you know, like, RKO had a Westmore. Paramount had a Westmore. Universal you get a had Westmore. a Westmore. You get a Westmore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there were so many to go around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the long and short of it is... Um, Millicent Patrick was, you know, sort of chosen to go and spread the word. She did a press tour, essentially. She did a bunch of interviews about, like, how she, you know, came up with this monster. And people were just so beside themselves, clutching their pearls at the fact that a woman came up with that monster. What? Crazy. She used her lady brain and made a monster out of it. It's crazy. Woo! I can't believe it. Um and so in essence, uh Bud Westmore was pissed off because he wanted um the the credit for coming up with, you know, the look of this monster oh even though it I mean, he was like the whiniest baby. I know. I'm sorry. Ugh. I can't.
1: But but let me just say, I did it. I don't care what you're doing. I did it. No one else should know. Just me.
0: <laughs> Just me. Just me. That's it. I angry. Because I mean <laughs> back then, um though the Westmore family, they were powerhouses in the movie industry when it came to, you know, doing makeup, but um I mean they weren't household names. Right. You know, I feel like Now, it's gotten sort of to that point where, like, if you know movies, you know who Rick Baker is. Um, Right. Especially horror. I mean, if you know horror, you know Rick Baker, Rob Bottin, Tom Savini, V. Neal. You know, like, you know the names. You know who these people are. Um, But back then, it wasn't like that. And um, it's, you know, it's almost. It's kind of mind-blowing how many
1: people that worked on these films don't have credit they didn't give they don't they don't like they don't list credits like they do now oh my god yeah you're right and that um, makes me angry
0: i was uh looking at the just the general cast and crew of um the creature from the black lagoon mm-hmm. like the, you know the first one ted white Um, who plays Jason in Friday the 13th part four, the final chapter was an uncredited stunt (laughs) man on the creature from the black lagoon. There were what's, what is that? 30 years between those Uh two movies, uh, give or take. Um, (laughs) He played Jason. Oh my gosh. Uh, But I mean, he was just an uncredited stunt man. In The Creature from the Black Lagoon, there were, you know, because they kept the credits so short and sweet for such a long time until kind of like the 70s, like the late 70s is when they started going, okay, maybe we should put the credits at the end of the movies Mm -hmm. instead of the beginning of the movies. Um, And uh, because I remember reading that um, George Lucas got in a lot of trouble for not doing credits at the beginning of Star Wars because that was just how things were done. You know, and so he uh, Star Wars kind of kind of flipped that on its head um and that's why we have the credits at the end of the movies now, but um, I mean before it was you know you get like a what two three minute overture tops um, and you get you know there's one makeup artist, there's one hairstylist, there's one you know of everyone <laughs> typically one producer, mm-hmm, um which is insane, and everybody else just sort of gets left in the dust and um. Unfortunately, that happened to Millicent Patrick because she wasn't the head of the makeup department Bud Westmore was a lot of her uh, stuff. she was uncredited for this movie for years
1: I say a lot of her stuff is uncredited, which is really a shame. yeah
0: yeah um she uh, so Bud Westmore got jealous um <laughs> he was like, "No, this is mine. I made this. remember and she was like, "No, I don't." And He was like, "No, I remember you're fired." so she left Universal. Because they fired her Mm -hmm. from the makeup department because he was so pissed off, Um, but not before she designed the mutant creature for This Island Earth, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) which is not a great movie. Uh, It's a sci-fi classic, um, but it's not great. I know This Island Earth because it is the movie that is the subject of Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Um, Uh, Yep. Which is weird because I also know the sequel to The Creature from the Black mm-hmm. Lagoon. Revenge of the Creature from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I just, it's, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that they were so angry that a woman did something for a movie. You
1: well, know? and it's like, um, I just think it's worth noting too that like, they like sent her out to like promote The Creature from the Black Lagoon. They chose her. And because I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Like, I mean, there's no denying that. But what also blows my mind is that they had to make it oh no, she takes care of all the creatures. Cause like they like <laughs> sent her out with like all like, you know, like with, you know, yeah. Mr. Hyde and Frankenstein and then, you know, the creature and they're like or the gill man and they're like, Oh no, no, she keeps she takes care of them. Like they had to make her like a maternal
0: I know figure it's instead like, of no, being like, just no, I let her
1: be an artist. Right. Like, that that also blew my mind. I was like, really? Like we can't just be like, hey, you did a cool thing. Like, show off. Yeah. Go no. off. No. No, of course not. You need to be a mom. You need to be <sighs> a mom.
0: To these creatures. <laughs> okay. You must. You're a woman, right? Woman, mom. That's how it works. <sighs> what, what do you mean you're not my mom? <laughs> what do
1: you mean you're not my mom? <laughs> how dare you? Ugh. <sighs> Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up because that just
0: blew my mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she made a graceful exit from Universal. She was just like, okay. Um, even though a lot of people fought for her, um, and that's sort of chronicled in in Mallory O'Meara's book that we read. It's um, there were a lot of a lot of people who were on her side who corner. were really pushing for her oh, to for sure. yeah be able to stay, but. Um, I think it ultimately came down to Bud Westmore being like, it's me or her. Like, I'm going to go. She's fired. We love, they were we like, love, okay. we love
1: ultimatums. I just rolled yeah. my Ugh. eyes. Just, I want to make sure everybody.
0: Ultimatums from a man. <laughs> um, yeah. So she died in 1998. She was 82. Um, I guess she died. She died from a combination of, of Parkinson's, um, and then, of course, she was still, you know, having migraines constantly. So um, it's just crazy to think about, <laughs> like, the fact that she's finally sort of becoming a horror staple. Like, people yeah. finally know who she is, but she died over 20 years ago. Like before
1: she, like, got to see that people were recognizing her. I
0: know. Which always it's makes such me a bummer. so sad.
1: Well, and that's. I want to there's another part of the book near the end where it just kind of mentions her um niece mm-hmm. and she like was taken care gwen, of yeah gwen correct. yes gwen yeah and gwen you know asked the doctors like if she was happy and she's like she just she physically can't smile anymore like she's she is yeah. happy she's said it but she just physically can't smile anymore and i was like oh oh like that like it's just so it sad. hit my it hit my heart like so hard and you know but like and that's um that was one of my favorite parts of the book was um when Mallory got to talk to Gwen I know that was so good like that I was just like yeah yeah
0: um so yeah um I I I think uh, if you want to know more um and you want to learn more and you you want to kind of go through um Mallory O'Meara's journey in finding out just who Millicent Patrick was um please for the love of god find this book somewhere and read it it is just such a great read um and it's just incredible both millis and patrick's story and mallory's story finding and it's who and she it's is. written so well like it's it's a very like it's, it really is it's a very much a page turner
1: it's another one where you can't you don't want to put it down because you're like well wait whoa yeah. whoa wait what so you yeah, know highly 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 recommend like if i were to give the book a rating it would be six out of five.
0: Oh, definitely yeah um fantastic so yeah um that being said i think we're gonna uh we're gonna cut this episode here mm-hmm. we're gonna put it we're, we're gonna stop put burping <laughs> it's disgusting um we're gonna put a pin in it
1: for for this week and then we'll um we'll resume next week yes we will but in the
0: meantime cammy where can our listeners find you you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Magic Ghost Baby. That's all one word. Um and if you want to, you can also find us as a podcast on Instagram at glitterandgore.podcast. Um all of this information will be in the show notes, of course. Of course. Uh Kaylee, where can we find you?
1: You can find me across all social media platforms at your Girl Jen. If you want to buy my book, that's on Amazon and that is Parked Cars and the Anxious Heart. And if you are feeling like you have more to say that can't be Message via Instagram if you want to shoot us an email. <laughs> you can do that at pod at gmail.com. Special thank you yes. to John again for providing our drink for today. Emily for yes, our thank you, John. lovely image that is just so stinking cute. And Jarrett for doing Emily. our intro.
0: Thank you so much. So on
1: that note, we will see you guys next Sunday. Yes, we will. Bye. Take care.